<laughs> it's alive! It's alive! Finally. Finally. Mego looking at me like I'm crazy. Finally, I'm here? Finally. Or I don't know how you guys feel about it. Maybe you're like, oh, God, I've been dreading this day. But finally, I'm out of my house. Finally, I'm here. Jones, Mego, Arcand, present and accounted for, I think for the the, the long-term future. And uh, we're going to be here enjoying each other's company, enjoying your phone calls out there and reacting to some football. How, how do you feel about uh, me actually being here for I'm once? like, finally. Finally. I feel like we've been waiting on this for so long. We've been in limbo. I love that the Twitch chat already says, I already don't like this show. So welcome. <laughs> this is Jones and Mega with Arcan. I would have taken the under and on that. We're coming off a weekend of losses, so I feel like this is a very comfortable entry point for you. Oh no, no, no! It'll be uh, it'll be good for me. Ar- Arcan, you couldn't you couldn't get rid of me, obviously. Yeah, five years finally broke away, and uh, I find out months later that you're right back here again. So yes, yeah, couldn't couldn't be happier back here. <laughs> so uh, look, <laughs> sounds I- everything we say so suddenly sounds sarcastic. Like, if I say something nice about you, I feel like just being in the same room with you, it comes off sounding like I'm making fun of you and like I hate being no, here. No, good, good, good. That's uh, that's how I want it to sound. I want it to sound uh, not very serious. And look, a, a couple of things here quick. I am, um, we'll talk football. I promise we'll talk football. We're not going to spend a lot of time beating around the bush on this. But I, I am very excited to finally be back on the air and back out of the house. I think I've done one bit of media in like five weeks. So all I've been doing, and Arcan should know how shocking this is, I don't watch anything. I don't watch anything on television. I don't watch Netflix. I don't watch anything. The first two weeks were fine. I'm like, oh, okay, a couple of weeks off. Great. Wait, I'll so watch this. Do? I'll watch that. I watch sports, and I go to work, and that's it. That's all I do. I but work. you weren't going to work, so but, you just stare no, no, at the No, no, so I'm saying in the past, I, I would work at night. I wouldn't watch anything. You know, I'd avoid other human beings, and it was great. But then the first two weeks I'm off, it's like, okay, well, now I got to do something. I watch some, I watch Wednesday, you know, I watch things on Netflix. Very out of character for me. That's what you chose. Yes, that's what I chose. Okay, yes. yeah. sorry, continue. I also watch Kaleidoscope. Uh, but then I'm like, all right, well, I'm already sick of watching stuff. Like, what am I going to do? And then I've just been twiddling my thumbs for weeks and weeks and weeks. But I'm ready to get back to ripping teams, and I'm ready to get back to ripping players. Uh, I think you'll come to appreciate I'm an equal opportunity ripper. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not just going to rip your favorite team. I'll rip the other team as well. I'll rip a team that you may not like. And sooner or later, you'll see the light. I'm an equal opportunity ripper. Uh, so that is how I feel about it. And that's one thing I do think you should know. I, I, I don't know if you guys read the Boston Globe. Uh, Mego or Arcand, I have bad news. The show, the show has no chance. Oh, so, I saw that. I did see that. I saw that. So that's going to be unfortunate. I thought that was a bit of a slap in the face uh, before we even got going. Bit of a downer. Uh, but we're going to roll on anyway. We're going to soldier on anyway, despite what the Boston Globe may have to say. Uh, your ways to get in touch with Jones and Mego with Arcan, 617-779-7937. Good chance I screw that number up. Maybe give out my personal number. Uh, you can also text us at 37937. That's how you get in touch. Uh, guys, AFC Championship game, NFC Championship game, championship weekend in the NFL. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway from the weekend, Mego? Uh- I'm not just saying this because you're here. This whole playoff season, postseason, has sucked. Like, I do feel like we just got conned out of good playoffs. Other than Wild Card Weekend, when you have the Jags second half comeback over the Chargers and the Bills barely topping the Dolphins, we just, there haven't been any good games. 
And even yesterday, when you get a good game going in the fourth quarter with the Bengals, it's like finally Cincinnati's getting some momentum, and then it's the stupidest penalty in the world to end the game. And you're like, okay, how am I supposed to feel about that? And it's just, you look at the Eagles, and it's very, it is very Patriot-like. If you're thinking about the Patriots almost getting beat by Blake Bortles, like the, they're going to have the easiest road to the Super Bowl ever. They have a bye week. They go 38-7 to beat down on the Giants in the divisional round, which the divisional round was so boring. And then in the NFC Championship, in the, you have the Niners just shuffling through their quarterbacks and handing it off for three-quarters of the game because the freaking quarterback can't even throw the ball because of his injury, and the other quarterback is in concussion protocol. 31-7 beatdown, and now it's like, okay, I guess the Eagles are going to see a somewhat hobbled Patrick Mahomes. We have no idea what Patrick Mahomes' injury actually is or what he's on or how he's doing this out there. It's just been really disappointing to the point that I always get kind of sad this time of year because I'm like, there's only one game left, and I love basketball, and basketball is my number one, but I love football season and just the schedule of it and the anticipation and the conversation around it. Now I'm like, it better be an incredible Super Bowl. Otherwise, this entire playoffs has just been so bleh. It's it's been a little underwhelming. Yesterday was definitely underwhelming, and and you know the Chiefs and Bengals game was great. You're not saying they shouldn't have thrown a flag at the end, right? When you no, say no, it, no, it, no, it's, no. it's a horrible it was penalty, a stupid penalty, a stupid penalty stupid, on the part of the stupid, Bengals, stupid. Totally agree with that. It's a crappy way for a team to advance. I'll admit that all day long, but it was the right call. So, no, the games yesterday were underwhelming, especially that NFC Championship game, no doubt. Arkan, your biggest takeaway. Main thing that I took away was the Philadelphia Eagles and the way that they surrounded their young quarterback with elite talent and are now cruising to a Super Bowl. And that young quarterback, by the way, was not a pro bowler in his rookie year. Uh, and I was actually thinking about something that the great Ben Volan wrote over the weekend, and that was that having a uh, quarterback performing at a high level on said quarterback's rookie contract is invaluable in today's NFL, and it really is. And Mac Jones was a pro pro bowler in his rookie season. And I just I don't think that you can really account for how much damage was done to not only the uh, progression and maybe even overall uh, future of this offense by, by setting them back with those coaches and, and sort of every other bad decision that got made this year, but look at what could have been. Look at what you could have had if you had just put some decent talent around him and gone out there and uh, and really made an effort to maximize this window of value when your quarterback's not making insane Patrick Mahomes-type money. Look at what you could have been. That was my main takeaway, is that you could have been the Eagles. I, I just feel like Patriots fans and the city of Boston, you're really mousetrapped on this. You're very much boxed in on now what you have to face two weeks from now in the Super Bowl. And I know you're dealing with this dilemma, Megan. Who do you root for? Like, how, how do you pick a side oh, come on. in this Super Bowl? What do you mean, come it's on? It's so easily the Eagles. It is, and it's I not say so, that, it's not okay. so easily Listen, the Eagles. It's you like for Eagles me. fans and no. Philadelphia sports fans? I think I, I root for the up, Taliban before I rooted for the oh Eagles. I'm not God. even kidding. I hate the Eagles. I grew up a Washington fan, so I hate Eagles fans. But that doesn't sound like it. I can't root for Kelsey. Like, he irritates me There's so much. There's a Kelsey much. on the Eagles. I know, but that Kelsey. I, I can't. I, it's, I think you really are trapped by both Kelseys. I think as Gronk told us all, it's pronounced Kels, first of all. And, <laughs> and, and second of all, there is a, you're, you got a Kelsey either way. I don't know if you've heard that in this Super One Bowl. One is worse than the other. Why, do you find them annoying, yes. Megan? I, interesting, Ryan. I don't know. Last offseason, huh. some clown named Mike Lombardi told him that he was the least qualified head coach in the NFL. 
we have anything else from uh, from the uh, AFC Championship game? Do we have any more of, well, both he and Mahomes, who I didn't think was great after the game either. Do we have anything else that might be bothersome? We're at Arrowhead now, and we're, we're in that AFC Championship again. It, it is still called Arrowhead, last time I checked, right? Yeah, I don't know. Is this thing still called Arrowhead? What does it sound like out there? Legendary performance tonight, Patrick. Congratulations. And Travis, we look forward to seeing you and your brother square off. We've got to get out of here, but well done, my friend. <laughs> I appreciate you. How about this beautiful trophy? Huh? Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Oh. Know your role and shut your mouth, <laughs> you jabroni. You got to fight for your right. Oh, this is... That's cringeworthy. What year is it? Well, okay, but again, that that part is douchey was, you and cringeworthy. Know, he was trying to start a catchphrase. But you got to fight for your right. He's oh, like, oh, yeah, this is going to be on This is going to be on far T-shirts. Far be it from anybody here like Bill Belichick to do that with no days <laughs> off or anything. Like, and people do that. That's what people do. But my goodness. You got to fight for your right to party. I can't defend that. That I can't defend. I knew he was going to be up for one more of those. That's brutal. Calling the mayor a jabroni, though, that wasn't bad. That was funny. I enjoyed that. That you didn't was like funny. That? I will say this. I feel like Patriot fans and Boston fans in general are just feeling like the little brother is coming up with Philly. With the Philly teams, they're looking over there like, wow, they're managing their teams actually well. And they're going back to championships. And we haven't been to one in a while. In several years. And now it's starting to not feel so good to see that these fans celebrate and have, oh, we have like the Phillies banner up and the Eagles banner on the sides of our car at the same time. And that used to be you. And it's not anymore. And it hasn't been for a couple of years. No, it uh, it hasn't been. But I, I do think most fans are probably at where Megan is at. Right, Arkan? You're, you're pulling for the Chiefs. I'm going to be pulling for the Chiefs. I'm going to be pulling for Mahomes to make a push up the, the greatest all-time quarterback list and like, maybe making some sort of competition with Brady somewhere down the line, or at least Montana or something like that. So you're just rooting for greatness? No, I'm not even rooting for greatness. I'm rooting for something that pushes the Patriots on the pedestal a little bit. Like, can I also somebody, don't hate Can the somebody Chiefs. make a run at them? I kind of like the Chiefs. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, not, they're, they're kind of a likable team. I, I like what they did. I sort of like their coach. I like those ads where he's drawing mustaches on people. Like, you know what I mean? They're just sort of a, well, they have like a likable quality. I'm not, go, I'm not going Roll that far. Roll your role and shut your mouth, <laughs> but, you jabroni. You like that ad? You not think Kelsey. It's funny I do think like that's funny when he's Andy drawing Reed's them. Andy Reid's drawing mustaches on people on the plane, I and honestly, you're like, huh. I think that's funny. Andy, I think Andy Reid's funny. Andy Reid winning again would be good, too. It would be nice. Patrick because Mahomes that, with the jazz bath, also funny. I it think. makes my, my argument that much more airtight and that much easier, and I'll make it all day long, that Bill Belichick is, is certainly no longer the greatest coach uh, presently in the NFL, and I have never really felt like he's the greatest of all time. He's the most accomplished of all time. So Reid winning again, like that'd be another nice thing there. But, no, I'd like to see the Chiefs push the Patriots a little bit, which I know Patriots fans are terrified of. And I like that the Patriots are now you. Uh, or, I'm sorry, the Chiefs are now you. The Chiefs are now the Patriots. They get all the calls. The country's like, I can't believe Mahomes is getting all the calls. Just like Brady used to get all the calls. They're in the game every year. You used to be in the game every year. I like that the Chiefs have now turned into you. And apparently you hate yourself. Like, apparently you look in the mirror and you hate yourself. You don't, you don't like the Chiefs. Which means deep down, you now understand how hateable the Patriots dynasty was for so no. long for the rest of the country. Yes, I, I think Patriots They'll fans would get understand. that. They'll never understand. They'll well, they never understand. They should if they, you can't get on board with the too Chiefs. Too close to it. Too close to it. I mean, look, it's even, I told you before the show, my dad called me at the beginning of the fourth quarter. 
And I answered it thinking, like, there's an emergency. Right. You're like, well, who would possibly says, call me during a championship game unless there's I'm something like, serious I'm going on? I'm like, hi, I'm watching football. It's the beginning of the fourth quarter. And my dad just goes, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Such, what a tough guy. How do you how do you root against him? And I'm oh, like, man. I don't know. Joe Burrow is on the other side. Joe Burrow, who just seems to be like a saint walking through the NFL. Do you write any of this down? You no. should have yeah, jotted like, this Dad, down. Dad, let like, me take notes. Hang on, hang on Dad. I, <laughs> I need an opening take tomorrow at 2. Oh, he goes, yeah. Jones like, is going to be there. I need a good take. I'm writing this down. This is good. I think the next lines were, young guy, great role model in the league. Is your dad sneaky chat GPT? Is that is that what your dad is? Is your dad is your dad just a, a bot? Just just. This young guy is so easy to root for. Great role model. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you guys can get in touch with all your biggest takeaways, uh, again, at 617-779-7937. I know there's a text line here. I have not had to uh, work with the text line Uh-oh. in quite some it's time. It's great, Jones. Is it? Is it friendly? Is oh, it friendlier than it used to be? It's really, really good, yeah. It used to be all good stuff at 37937, uh, and you can tweet at us as well. I should know everybody's Twitter handle. I'm now jo- uh, at Jones, W-E-E-I. Which is going to take some getting used to. You did that again? What? I'm sorry. What do you mean? I'm, I mean, look, I hope you're invested for many years to come. I'm always surprised <laughs> oh, when people put I the see. name yeah, yeah, yeah. in their hand. That was easy enough to switch. Wasn't that difficult? He didn't you have, have a blue, blue check mark yeah, to lose. That's, that's, the, that's it. The you don't have to worry about the check mark. Uh, I would. I, if they if they gave me a check mark, I would reject it on the spot. Right. I don't think you can. It I just would, shows up one I would day. Ne- I would never take it. I you would never open take up it. your app wouldn't and it's like, congrats, your blue check marked. Wouldn't want it. Would reject it. Would want no part of it. Uh, but how do they how do they get in touch with you on social media there, Megan? At Megan underscore Adelini. And Arcant? At Christian Arcant. Oh, that's, that hasn't changed. Easy one. All right, that is easy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's how you get in touch. I do want to get to uh, a few takeaways Patriots related from these championship games, and that would include Jalen Hurts going to a Super Bowl, exposing Bill Belichick and a blind spot that he has at evaluating quarterbacks. We'll do that right after Christian Arcant does trending. One more knee will do it. The Philadelphia Eagles are going back to the Super Bowl. And so for the fourth time in their franchise history, it's been five years since the last Super Bowl appearance when they won over New England Super Bowl 52, and now they're back. This is your team? You know what I appreciate about the Eagles? Because I grew up, like I said, a Washington fan. Had to uh, turn that card in in the last couple years. It's been pretty brutal uh, with Dan Snyder. They have the song. More teams should have real songs, like a dorky old school song. The Patriots did have one, but it was was not great. The old Washington team had a song that you can't sing anymore because it was hail to the... mm -hmm. Right. And you can't say that now. I mean, you couldn't say that then, to be honest, but it was the name. Hail to the hoo-hoo. Yeah, you can't can't be saying that. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, and they... Now you can't say hail to the commanders, but I think every team should have a marching band and a really dorky song that everyone has to embrace. I just like that Patriots fans are in a bit of a pickle here. You either got to pull for Philly fans and that team and that city, or you got to root for the Chiefs, who are slowly morphing into you. Mini dynasty and a team that, you know, now gets all the calls and now has the hate nationally that you used to get. By the way, the first hour of Jones and Mego with Arcan is brought to you by Arbella Insurance. Here for good. And we'll get to all your phone calls here coming up. 617-779-7937. What was the Patriots corny old song? Was it, it was, uh, the uh, Patriots and We or Pats something like that? The Pats are coming. Which 
Yikes. Wait, hold on. What was this song? It was called, uh, I think it was called The Pats Are Coming. I I believe that is what (laughs) it was called. Do you remember New England, The Patriots? Those were at least the lyrics. I don't know about the song. Uh, Patriots and We was that, wasn't that like one of their Super Bowl songs? It was something like that. Yeah, maybe when they played. I don't like uh, that. I was, don't like that. I don't like. Yeah, when that they was make like Patriots and we. Song. I think that was from like the from the eighties. Yeah, that was like their response no. to the Super Bowl shuffle. Maybe I want to go Bad. on record. I'm not. I'm not in on that. If you write a song for being in the Super yeah. Bowl, that's really lame. And the gross, <laughs> offensive. <laughs> that's why they retired this much much before the Washington Deion football Sanders team. favorite song. Yeah, that. <laughs> I haven't even done the pajama gram read yet. I mean, yuck city on that song. That's why they got rid of that. I think the Chiefs have the best rally song so far. Chiefs kingdom, arrowhead Let's go, Who sings this? Who cares? Pat Mahomes wife. I was just going to say Brittany Mahomes. <laughs> Brittany Who sings Mahomes. this? Brittany Lynn. Evanescence. Uh, it, it could be Evanescence. could be anything like that. Uh, so I, I do think the biggest Patriots takeaway from the weekend and again, you guys are all uh, encouraged to weigh in on this. I, I think the biggest Patriots-related takeaway, beyond like the fans, but how it relates to the team, is that Jalen Hurts, I think, exposes Bill Belichick in a bunch of different ways when it comes to him evaluating quarterbacks or an inability to evaluate quarterbacks in today's present day and age. And I've illustrated this many times in the past. I'm happy to do it again. Do but it. Bill's got a type when it comes to quarterbacks. He likes a pocket quarterback. He likes an accurate quarterback. He doesn't want a guy who improvises or goes off script or is mobile in any way. Although I feel like that's very inconsistent for Bill because anytime they go against a mobile quarterback, they completely change the way they play defensively because they add a threat with their legs. But Bill wants a system guy who comes in and executes his system so that way, you know, Bill can be the star of the show or whatever. For whatever reason, whatever the motivation is, he doesn't want a quarterback that operates outside of his system. And so I think Hertz exposes him a couple different ways. Number one, he's just a mobile quarterback that Bill has traditionally, not always. I mean, he's brought in some mobile QBs, but traditionally is shied away from. And specifically, and Arkan can speak to this, you know, I thought that year when they let Brady go, the 2020 draft coming out of the 2019 season, you look back at it, it was such a mistake to try to hand it off to Jarrett Stidham, panic and pivot to Cam Newton, not have a plan at quarterback. They didn't draft a guy that year. And Jalen Hurts was sitting there in the second round when the Patriots had multiple picks. And instead they went with Duggar and Uche. Fine. They're both fine. I think Patriots fans way overrate Duggar. I think Uche had like a Tully Banta Kane, Mark Anderson kind of season where he came in and fell on some quarterbacks. How much of a difference maker is he? We can debate. But they had two second rounders that year. Hertz was a second rounder. You weren't going to get Burrow at one. You weren't going to get Tua or Herbert, barring a big move up the board, which Bill doesn't do. They should have been in on Jalen Hurts. That's their kind of guy. They've taken quarterbacks in the second round before. I mean, hell, now with Mac, they've taken a quarterback in the first round. But at that time, the second round is where they would start taking guys. I think you look at it and go, Jalen Hurts is in a Super Bowl, and he does all these things that Bill Belichick is afraid to do with a quarterback, whether it's with his legs or, you know, being a guy who operates outside the script, and he was there for the taking. I think him being here exposes the blind spot that Bill has had. And I'm sorry, Mac, Mac Jones is no Jalen Hurts. I question if Mac Jones is a starter in the NFL. And so, and I think Bill, based on some of his commentary, questions the exact same thing. So I think that's my biggest takeaway. Hurts is there, and you could have had him. 
And I think Bill shies away from that type of quarterback and specifically Jalen Hurts in 2020. See, I don't disagree with you. And I would actually take it a step further because you're kind of talking about Bill as the GM. And I wonder as a coach at this point, and I've said this a couple of times already, but this is a great illustration of it. Is he at a point in his career where he's actually interested in developing a young quarterback in actually going along for that ride? Because you look at what happened with Jalen Hurts, and until Nick Sirianni got there, he had a different system and a different offensive coordinator every year of his career, going back to his senior year of high school. He was in a different system with a different coordinator every year at Alabama and then Oklahoma, and then when he got to the Eagles, and this was the first year in 2022 when he had the same system that he had learned the year before, and he could carry over and progress more in that and have the same coach, offensive coordinator around them, the same basic structure. And I just look at what Bill did over the last year where, okay, Josh McDaniels was going to go be a head coach, but not only did he not appoint an offensive coordinator who had any experience or a quarterback's coach with any experience, but he decided to upend the entire offensive system that Mac had spent his whole rookie year in. It was regrettable. And I think it's really interesting. I mean, your hero, your God, Andy Reid, and also yours because he draws draws mustaches in commercials, Arkham. Yeah, I do like that. So he always has this sentiment that it takes three years for a quarterback to become comfortable and confident in a system in year one they can understand the basics of it and operate in it in year two they can kind of question it and make some of their own calls and go deeper in year three they're like a pro at it and now you're taking mac jones into year three and possibly his third offensive system you can be optimistic and say well with bill o'brien coming back and he's going to be quarterbacks and offensive coordinator he'll go back to more of the alabama stuff and he'll go back to more of the patriot system that they ran in some shape or form for 23 years but we don't really know that yet I mean, maybe this is a course correction for Bill, but the fact that he either had the poor judgment or just the sheer balls to say, not only am I changing everything on the coaching staff around this kid, or maybe he just thinks Mac Jones is so brilliant that he could overcome all of that. Or, but it's so much, you're just building him up for failure. And I'm not trying to exchange Mac. I, I'm not trying to just, you know, apologize for Mac but and excuse it. But you look at what Jalen Hurts went through, and it's like, what's the difference this year? What's the difference for him? It's not something like a Josh Allen situation where it's like, oh, well, it took four years to break this wild stallion. And look at him now. And by the way, he might have regressed a little bit back into who he was before. I don't. I, I just look at those two things and I wonder: Does Bill have the metabolism for it? Does well, he even want to do it? Bill. Bill just thinks he can make up the difference because he believes in himself. And yeah, you know, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I know that's right. I know that's how you feel. And what he still doesn't realize, and a lot of Patriots fans don't realize, is it was never really all that much about Bill. You know, I'm not saying Bill sucked, but it was never really all that much about Bill. It was about Tom Brady. And when Bill realizes that, maybe he'll stop taking risks with the Matt Patricias and Joe Judges of the world. Maybe he's starting to realize it, and that's part of the reason but why Bill O'Brien is But it wasn't even a here. miss. Like, you look at the—and at the, you and I just—you know, I spent a lot of time this morning thinking about this because you brought up the Jalen Hurts point, and it just is such mismanagement that it worked with Jalen Hurts when Nick Sirianni went in there and was like, this kid 
is his head is full of all these different systems. He's totally lost out there. Like, he, of course, he has a different skill set than Mac Jones, and he can run, and he's mobile, and all these things outside yeah, the pocket that Mac is never going to be. That works in 2023, yeah. But it also makes you wonder if Bill even understands at this point what makes Mac great. Like, if you think he can be great. But I know, you're I was, giving me a side I was look. just going to say, okay, are we sure Mac is we'll great? We'll say what his upside is. Hey. Or did Bill just think he's so smart he'll be able to overcome all of this? Because it just doesn't add up. And that's where, to me, I look at it and I go, does Bill even want to do this? I think you guys are both shortchanging how good Mac's rookie season was because Jalen Hurts, it took him three years to have this year. Mm-hmm. And this year... He threw for less yards than Mac did his rookie. I know he missed a couple games, but less yards and the same amount of touchdowns. Mac Jones in his rookie season, I understand, had a similar season to Jalen Hurts' breakout season. But you realize the main—I mean, Hurts, I think, is is a good throwing from a passing perspective. Right. I know he has all the rushing well, touchdowns but, and everything. I'm just he, saying, but he adds a whole other dynamic that the defense has to account for that Mac adds none of. Right, but Mac's starting as a passer. He's starting from there, and I think we all agree that Hurts had a very good year passing this year, right? I mean, sure. with the with the weapons around him and everything. Else, Else. With less weapons, Mac was able to, not the exact same numbers, he threw a lot more interceptions, but definitely uh, similar enough that you think he'd be able to build off of that. Instead, I think they may have set the entire offense and his career back you Maybe. know, five years. In here. fairness, I mean, the Patriots went out and spent a crap load in free agency last year, and this is the first year that Jalen Hurts had somebody like A.J. Brown. Uh, 617-779-7937. That's how you get in touch with Jones, Mego, and Arcan. Don't forget, you can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Save W-E-E-I as your favorite and listen wherever you go. Not just to us. You know, you can listen to Gresham Fourier. Uh, you can listen to Greg in the morning. You can listen to Keith at night. Uh, but make sure you do that. Uh, let's go to David in the car. Get us started here today, David, on the referees. What's up, David? Hey, guys. So, good afternoon. Thank you for taking the call. Uh, welcome to the show, Jones. Thank so, you. Thank uh, you. His, this weekend, I'm, I, I didn't bet, and I'm glad I didn't. The, the only thing I want to say about the game, the AFC game, I, I didn't realize I was allowed to have extra players on the field as the Chiefs did by having the referees on their side. Um, I mean, let's face it. The Bengals didn't play a great game the first half. They, they struggled, you know, a lot of sacks. The protection wasn't there. But when you look at the calls, the way they were going in favor of the Chiefs, especially at the end of the game, I mean, ultimately that, that stupid penalty at the end, uh, what's his name, by hating Mahomes outside of the, you know, when he was already out of bounds, that was just totally stupidity uh, that should not have happened. But before that, how can you not know that the clock is wrong? Yeah, and so, so David, the- so I, I look, all of the calls went the Chiefs' way. Like, I, I won't disagree with that. The Bengals ended up getting a stop on that drive. People act like the refs extended that drive for Kansas City, and Kansas City went and got the go-ahead touchdown. Like, the the Bengals still stopped the Chiefs on that drive when all the craziness was stopping the clock and the play happening and rerunning the play and Zach Taylor losing his mind. The Chiefs punted on that drive. So, I mean, I know I know it's fun to say, and, and fans were mocking people for crying about the refs over the weekend, if I remember correctly, in the LeBron game. If I remember, fans around here mocked people for crying about refs and mocked LeBron for crying about refs. Oh, what a baby. Anthony Davis, what a baby. I thought we were mocking the refs on Saturday, but it turns out yesterday now it's okay to cry about the refs and it's the refs' fault and that's why the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. This might sound very stupid. It probably does. but <laughs> It's never a great way to start, but go whatever. for it. Yeah. Yeah. But, so the excuse after the fact was it was so loud in there, right? The mm-hmm. refs were essentially like they couldn't hear anything. Yes. The issue with the clocks has been years now. 
even you saw it even with the Patriots in the the punt tackle whatever earlier in the season it was like oh because they snapped it early because they didn't realize the clock was a reset they actually had to reset the clock so the timing of everything was off and I don't understand how this point with the technology that we have that there is this much disparity between the clock and what is supposed to be happening on the field it happens all the time and I'm like this is a basic thing it's a freaking clock like you can't make up for you didn't know that it was going to be loud in the stadium? Well, and, I and, don't understand that. And to me, the worst call all day yesterday was that Devontae Smith catch down the field where Shanahan could have challenged it, but the booth should have intervened. They could have had one of these expedited replays and stopped it on the field, and they didn't. Like To me, that was the worst call of the day. Do people think it shouldn't have been a personal foul on Mahomes? Of course it should have been a personal foul. He hit him out of bounds. It sucks that that's the way the game ended and that's how the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. I agree with that. I hate that it was decided by a penalty, but who thought they shouldn't throw a flag there? Of course you throw a flag there. I know. There are some people making an argument that Burrow, he gets roughed up so much and he doesn't get the same call. The people making that argument are people who wanted the Bengals to win well, or had money on the game. Again, so again the you pa- can make the argument any which way. The, doesn't mean that that penalty didn't happen. The Patriots used to get these calls all the time and you didn't have a problem with it. Now the Chiefs are you and you don't like it so much. It's interesting. Uh, let's go to Chris in Boston. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, guys. So the real, real Pats fans understand what happened yesterday and they look at Bengals fans and say, hey, that happened to the Chiefs, too. So we're going to go back in time real quick. 2019, right? The talk around here was how long the Brady and Bill Belichick going to be together. And during that whole entire season, the NFL watched as Mahomes grew into his own. And it was like a passing of the torch, essentially, like what happens in any sport, right? You got someone or a team or a player that's running it for a long time, and here comes this young buck and eventually he dethrones him. That's what happened in 2019. People forget there was 47 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Brady threw a pick. Refs threw off the flag, bailed out Brady because D. Ford was out, out like offside. I don't. Does he have his timing right? I don't know if he has his timing right, but whatever. <laughs> D. Ford was was offside. But right. yes, bang bang, ticky tack call went in favor of the Patriots then, and now the Chiefs are getting those calls. And I guess fans want to cry about it both ways. That's what I was wrong about sides. <laughs> was I? Oh, you know, you were. I mean, you were offside. It wasn't a bad call. It's just, you know, it was close. It was bang-bang. It was ticky-tack. And it overturned, you know, what would have been a game-deciding At the same pick. rate, though, do you feel like the wrong teams are going to the Super no, Bowl? No, no. I think these, these, these are the teams that, that should be there on paper. These are the teams that should be there. And I felt like the Chiefs played a better game yesterday. Don't you? Yeah. I mean, obviously the Eagles did. I think the Chiefs did, too. So these are, though, these are the teams that deserve to be there. The yeah. entire first half... I mean, look, I know that they're missing three offensive linemen, but it didn't seem to matter the week before when they were missing two for Burrow. And so Burrow's on his butt, like, the entire first half. I felt bad for him, but I was also like, it kind of looks like the Chiefs are the ones who prepared for this game, and the Bengals just showed up. I was really hoping to see Josh Johnson play in the Super Bowl. I thought that would have been a real thrill for everyone, seeing uh, seeing that quarterback play. Well, you could have had Jimmy G's return. Uh, well, yeah, right. Yeah. But I thought that was season. supposed to be his return. Uh, yesterday was supposed Did to be his return. Did you see the screenshots of him that oh, were out there? He, he was, was having the time of his life. He his face off, like he that was the million-dollar smile. The only happy player on the 49ers sideline uh, was Jimmy Garoppolo, the only happy player in a 49ers uniform. I agree. I thought he was supposed to be back yesterday, wasn't he? When I said Bill Belichick has a type, boy, his type doesn't seem to be Jalen Hurts playing through an injury or Patrick Mahomes not missing any time through a high ankle sprain. That doesn't 
seem okay. to be the type of quarterback that Bill Belichick but his likes. Spouse for twenty years was the most durable guy aside from the ACL season. True, and maybe maybe that just soured him on it. Maybe he thought everybody could do it because Brady did it. I do think that's I do think that's part of it. It turns out bit. it turns out that's a special quality. Bill's been ignoring it with Mac Jones and yes, his handpicked successor to Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, who we have to talk about. Why wasn't he in that game yesterday? How come he wasn't out there? We'll get to that coming up with all your phone calls next. From the pocket, on the run, to the end zone. It's caught on his back. Valdez Scantling to win big time games. Someone's got to do something special. What Mahomes just did right there, he knew he had to take it. I think he relished the fact that they doubted him this week. I think as a competitor, he's right there with anyone. I can remember... In 1992, when Michael Jordan played in the NBA Finals and they said Drexler was possibly as good as Jordan, he wanted that matchup. And I think Patrick Mahomes looked forward to this, and he wants to show everyone, even with a hurt ankle, I'm not going away that easy. I'm happy it's now a universal opinion that Romo sucks. I- I'm happy that's now something everybody agrees with. That that used to be a hot take. Like, oh, look at him drawn on the screen and predicting plays that don't even come true. That used to be a hot take to be like, Romo sucks. It just turns out I was right. And that is now a uniform opinion. And- Ooh, that like, looks like it might have been noon for it, but it also looks like a fumble. Ah, I'm just going to contradict myself and cover all my bases. And like, it's the worst. It's so annoying. And he never shuts up. And he's caught you. Nance hates him. Nance like handpicked him and Nance hates him. He gets so frustrated with it where he just skips right over him. Sometimes if you notice this, Mego, he'll just skip over him sometimes and bring in like Gene's territory. He's like, I didn't want to hear from you, Romo. Gene, Gene, anybody, anybody else have any other thoughts other than Romo? It's a perfectly thrown ball, but it's a little wide. Romo just looks like he got dropped in the booth with no preparation and he has to say things on the fly as they're happening without yeah. even like a roster in front of yeah, him. Yeah, that's like me today, by the way. Like, that's fine today. <laughs> it's that's your a- first day. No, 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 that's your okay. First on- day here. That's okay on talk radio. You're allowed to do that on talk radio. That's fine. May- maybe be a little more prepared. There was one point last night in the game where he said, yeah, I think it's a hold on 67. <laughs> Which like, I don't know, 67. Oh, I don't know. That's a- well, I don't know, Jim. And... You know, oh, it's 67. It's like, it is the AFC Championship game. You should probably know, you should probably know the starting linemen, I feel like. His references are also so weird. Like that Jordan reference. I'm like, did you just watch a YouTube video where someone said that clearly yesterday somebody, before you went into the game? Because clearly someone told it to him. Yeah. It was very, for, I was very young then. Was that accurate? Were people saying that? Arkans? That You're, Clyde Drexler was I, yeah, as good as Michael. No one said were, that. No, right? definitely I'm pretty not. Sure in 92, I could, everyone was like, nobody is close to Jordan. I could see 1991 Jones trying to get that take going. I could, <laughs> I could see that. I could be like Jordan. 92, when Michael Jordan played in the NBA Finals, and they said Drexler was possibly as good as Jordan. If not, you're going to say and that. And I forget where I was going with this, but uh, yeah. <laughs> 1991 Jones would have been like Jordan overrated. If you're going to put that out there, you need to attribute it because I don't believe. That it happened. And on the other side, like, he just makes things up that don't make any sense. Yesterday was, that's why they call him Cool Joe. Yeah. Call, it's Game Day Joe. I'm like, who is they? What are these nicknames? I've never heard these before. Tony Romo said them. Are you talking about Joe Cool? I'm cool just, Joe, Game Day Joe. I'm just happy we all agree on that now. Oh, this is going to be, be really close. I mean, he just doesn't try anymore. He doesn't try at all. 
There's, it, it sounds like there's zero preparation. As the game goes on, he gets squirrelier and it gets stranger. Yeah. And it just goes completely off the rails. Romo, you're in the wrong business. If you want to do no prep, talk radio. <laughs> and you, you want to fly by the seat of your pants, talk radio. You, you got to prep for that booth, unfortunately. Uh, the first hour, Jones and Mega with Arcan is brought to you by Arbella Insurance. Here for good. You got this one, Jim. <laughs> I, uh, I think... Belichick having a type now is starting to be a problem at quarterback, not just, uh, as I illustrated earlier, you know, lack of a mobile quarterback, pocket passer, accurate guy, guy who can't make plays off script, you know, Mac Jones. I also think when it comes to the quarterback soldiering it out, I don't think Hurts is 100%. I don't. And he's in the Super Bowl. We know Mahomes isn't 100%, right? And he might be playing it up a little bit. If you want to make a Jordan analogy, like Jordan flu game, if you want to to make an analogy, Romo, with Michael Jordan, that might have been the one I went with. If you think Mahomes is embellishing his injury a little bit, fine. I could see that. You think that's crazy? I don't know if it's Mahomes doing it, but you don't play on a high ankle sprain like that. And then, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm talking to my dad because he's talking to me about Patrick Mahomes. And he's like, what did they shoot in that ankle? He didn't get a shot? Oh, yeah. That's what they tell you. Oh, so I mean, you I'm think not trying did. to be conspiracy theorist, but if you have a high ankle sprain, and I, I know where you're going with this. Where? Like, I, I know there's a where? famous Me? photo. There's a famous photo from the tunnel at Gillette that makes this look extra bad for Mac Jones. I, he, they are either fudging the injury report, because we've never seen the walking boot in any of the media availabilities last week at practice, and you just don't treat a high ankle sprain yeah. that way. Either that or they are shooting him with, like, or, horse drugs or some, in the ankle. Some guys are just tougher than others. No. Yes. That is, that's not real. That is you real. You can't. Okay. That so is real. out there. All I the, understand. Tom Brady they, never missed games. They uh, have do you think every quarterback would have played those games? That not to the point of a high ankle sprain. He played in a high ankle sprain. He played with in the separ- Super Bowl. He played with separated shoulders. He sliced He's, his hand open. He played. They had so much tape on that leg. I do believe he wasn't feeling anything below the kneecap. Like, I think his whole leg was just became one thing, Brady like will, a big block of wood. Brady will take the shot. Maybe Mahomes is afraid to take the shot. I have no that, idea. What Something here is a lie. It's either the injury report or it's the shots. They can't have it both ways, and somebody needs to be the whistleblower on this situation because it's not good journalism, and the fine people of Kansas City deserve better. I just, I just think it's interesting that Bill's old guy, Jimmy Garoppolo, is standing there smiling on the side, like enjoying watching his teammates sick, right? getting their asses whooped in the NFC Championship game. Like Garoppolo was eating grin just was on having the a time, just having a great time. You know, all he is anyway is a handsome face and a head of hair. That's all he is anyway. So he's just doing what he's good at, just hey, standing there and smiling like for the camera. Not impressive. No, it is. It's no, a I mean, very impressive I'm, face. I mean, he's a handsome guy. There's no doubt about it. But he's just standing there smiling while all his teammates are, you know, feeling like they're getting a Super Bowl appearance ripped away from them, which he did to them the last time they were all in the Super Bowl when he crapped his pants. But so that's Bill's old guy, who I thought was supposed to be back and active for that game. Why is he on the side? No, should he have gone the, into the game yesterday? They said at the beginning of the week it was going to be Purdy. I understand that. The but days before, they said it could be Jimmy. He didn't had, play all season. It had been circled for a long time that the NFC Championship game could be when he comes back. And that guy with, with a timetable for return doesn't deserve the benefit of the doubt. Gotta he's ride al- the hot hand. He's always on the late side of the timetable for a return. Kind of like the guy now in New England. Mac, Mac Jones took a while to come back last year. Patrick Mahomes didn't miss any time. And I, I do think that's one of the takeaways of this weekend. Mahomes is gutting it out for his team, just like he gutted it out a few years ago when the Chiefs won it all. I mean, that's how I feel about it. I wonder if Mac will do it. 
I wondered if Garoppolo would do it. There's a lot of quarterbacks I wonder that about. Mac's one of them. At you the don't have to wonder it about Mahomes. At the time, I feel like people thought that Mac was coming back the shortest amount of time he possibly could without the ooh the tightrope surgery. I mean, he practiced Remember everything week. about the tightrope surgery? Okay, he was a scarecrow that week. They just, trotted him out and propped saying, him up for the reporters, and then ta- they were like, take him away, take there him back was, down. There was talk that week that he's practicing, could he play? You guys must have talked about that. Of course. Yes. Okay. but And he was out there. Yeah, he was. In the sense of he didn't move once. He just, like, threw the ball with his feet basically planted into the ground. Yeah. That's not practicing. You got a soldier through the pain? That's standing there. Arkin? Well, when he came back, he looked so good that I think that they really should have uh, they really should have rushed them faster than that. That's He's, true. I mean, listen, it's his not his rookie year, but close enough that you suffer an injury like that, you don't want to mess the guy up long term. And I don't think that it was in any real danger of that. But when he came back, he clearly wasn't right, and you know it never really got much better afterwards. And that was a combination of things. But I don't think the injury helped him at all. Can we, uh, Ryan? And I should have uh, I should have set this up quicker. But can we can we just hear how Bill feels about uh, his? current quarterback i just want a reminder again because i missed this this is one of the things that i was sitting on my couch watching netflix instead of you know working and one of the things that i was really kicking myself for not working during was this uh year-end wrap-up from bill belichick when he said what again about his quarterback uh, you know mac has the ability to um you know to play quarterback in this league <laughs> and you know we have to all work together to try to you know find the best um and most uh, you know best way to as a as a football team which obviously the quarterback's an important position to be more productive than we were this year. Sounds sold. I, I can't imagine. I feel like it's progress, though, now that he's saying the quarterback is the important position. Well, or fair. an important position, he's at I least, should say. An important position. He's recognizing because that that position the, matters. Here's my yes. other takeaway. And I said this, I think, last week after the Niners won, where I was concerned because Bill has taken the wrong lesson from what Kyle Shanahan does before, where he's like, hey, that's a cool, your dad invented that offense. I like that. That's a cool way to run offense. I like that. Instead <laughs> of uh, getting any of the coaches who understand how to I- install and coach that offense, I'm just going to do it with my friends. And then you see what Kyle Shanahan goes through with these various quarterbacks. Sorry, none of them are like so spectacular. And I'm sure Bill's looking at that going, Pfft. I could do that. I could do that with Mac. I I could make that look really good. And then you see where he gets himself in a pickle, and he's stuck with the rotation that he had yesterday. And you can get to whether or not you think there should be a third quarterback dressed the way that there used to be prior to 2011. But I'm just glad that hopefully Bill looked at that and was like, quarterback is important. (laughs) Look at Patrick. No, and I and I hope I hope he realizes that maybe you don't just need a pocket passer. In today's day and age, the biggest play in the AFC title game was a mobile quarterback picking up a first down and then on top of it, getting an extra 15 yards. Uh, you can get in touch with Jones, Mego, and Arcan 617-779-7937. I have fun with that. That's that's how you get in touch, Bill. You can also text 37937 and you can watch the show anytime via our live streams on Twitch or on YouTube. You can find WEEI at Twitch.tv and join the conversation in the chats there, which I expect are very lively uh also if you missed anything you could check out our weei youtube channel and catch up on our exclusive interviews and top moments from each and every show i uh, will get to your feedback here coming up i keep promising that we'll do that i promise we'll get to it and how far away are the patriots from being a cincinnati bengals or a kansas city chief philadelphia how far are they away from being one of these top teams in the nfl we'll get to that next